0: for joining us today on episode number 154 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So it's August, which is back to school time, but back to school doesn't really look the same that it did ever in the past. So today we're going to talk about change and having plans that are subject to change and what that means for our running and our life.
1: This is the Real Life Runners podcast and we are your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: All right, so the school year is finally upon us, even though it feels like summer has been six years long. It
1: was six months.
0: That each month was like a year.
1: Right, it, was, it was technically <laughs> six months of summer, but the first three, they were sort of in school, but it was right. virtual school. So it's I don't know. The transition from one grade to the next took about a decade.
0: <laughs> a decade, and it's funny because, like, I feel like our kids have also just grown and matured so much over this time in a lot of ways.
1: I mean, there's been a lot of maturity. The one literally grew like three inches also over she the summer. She did
0: have <laughs> quite a growth spurt. So, those of you that have kids and are, you know, kind of in the same. Area as us, you know, you probably know what we're talking about here, right? Like we're gearing up to go back to school, but what that does that look like this year, right? For some, for some people, it means online schooling, it means virtual learning. For some people, you know, like our our kids and and Kevin um, are actually going back to the classroom. You know, Kevin is a teacher, a high school teacher. For those of you who might be new to the podcast, so Kevin does have to go back and teach um, in the classroom, and so our girls are also going to go back and, and. into the classroom for learning Um, but it's still going to look so different than it ever has before
1: right because every year it's like it's back to school and oh okay we know the routine in fact we get back into the routine you know Mm -hmm. it's come off of Sunday where it's a little bit more summer where it's a little more relaxed Mm -hmm. and now it's back to the schedule. We got to get up early. We got to get going. We got to get dressed, but it's not the same routine. Right. It's, in fact, is moving into a place where there's less things that feel in control. There's even more uncertainty than normal. Like heading into a new school year is always this sort of like a bit of an uncertain because it's Mm -hmm. a new thing, but this one is really heading into uncertainty. Yeah. You know, so subject to change is sort of the theme that we're going with here because mm-hmm. well there's all of these plans put in place i mean schools from one side of the country or literally around the world are coming up with how to best send kids back into the classroom and then like a week in suddenly the school's going oh well we have too many cases we're shutting it down we're going to go remote mm-hmm. or we're going to go remote for two weeks and then other schools have different plans everybody's doing what they think is best but these plans all come with a little asterisk that says Subject to change.
0: Right. And I think that the same thing goes with our running, right? Like all of us this year have a lot of us you know anybody that had any sort of race plan or training plan that they were on or a race that they were planning and training for like all of a sudden all of that is gone right all of a sudden that's all up in there plans are subject to change right races you think that that's a you know okay I'm gonna pick a race and I'm gonna have my motivation and that's gonna be what I'm training for so that's what it's gonna be and then all of a sudden that's taken away and so well now what do I do do I continue on the plan that I was following even if there's not a race oh well do do I do this virtual option of the race like do I really want to do that do I want to defer to next year and then I know a lot of people at the beginning of all of this right they kind of pushed off their race okay well i'll just find one at the end of the year because by the end of the year things will be back to normal
1: right some of the races even just push themselves back towards later in the year like may races rescheduled for the fall right like at one point all of the like the world major marathons were all gonna take place in october
0: in like september yeah yeah
1: it was like five world majors within six weeks Mm -hmm. it was like wow that's gonna be the greatest month of marathon watching no it's not None of that's happening.
0: None of it's happening. Well, they are still running the elites in some of those races.
1: London's still running just an elite field. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure... But it's a
0: smaller elite field.
1: Right. It's a real small elite yeah. field.
0: So, th- you know, this is kind of where we all find ourselves right now, right? Like, we find ourselves in this very strange time, and a lot of people feel like it's kind of like running limbo. It's it's life limbo. It's also running limbo, right? And, I, and I've talked to a, a lot of runners during this time period and it's one of those things that it's starting to kind of wear on people it's starting to to last longer than anyone anticipated like oh i thought we would be done but with this by now right and i thought we could kind of get back to normal and and we're all seeing that that's not happening so it's all about okay Trying to be resilient, trying to understand that we have plans and that plans are still important, even if we can't predict the future, even though we know that things are subject to change. Because here's a, you know, insight, like they always have been subject to change. Like (laughs) there's never been... A guarantee, like just because a race is on the calendar, you never know. Like back in 2012, like the New York City Marathon, I think it was 2012, the New York City Marathon got canceled because of Superstorm Sandy, right? Yes. Nobody would have expected that.
1: Yes, I forgot about that. Right? One.
0: Like it, there's there's always something that can happen. Like there are always there's earthquakes, there's the, you know all sorts of craziness that can happen that you can't predict. So this is one thing that I think. So some of us are failing to, to recognize, right? Is that we, we thought that we used to have these guarantees, but we've never had any sort of guarantees in our life.
1: No, we've never had the guarantees. We had things that, that looked more stable. That was totally an illusion. There, There's not as much stability outside as, as you think there is. Yeah. So Well,
0: we create it, right? Because it makes sense to us and it helps us to put a structure on the world around us. Because if we just acknowledge the fact that we have no control over anything and anything can happen at any given moment you would not know what to do with yourself you wouldn't
1: leave your house yeah. you'd just be bedridden and panicked <laughs> ah! it would be like the first time that i explained to uh, to our older one just how fast we're flying through space mm. it was like well okay actually what's happening is the world spins at this speed but the world's not just spinning it's also going around the sun at this speed and then the sun's going around the galaxy at this and then the universe is expanding her jaw just She goes, so how, what? huh yeah yeah we're really all just hanging on by our fingernails it just feels like we're not moving because we're all holding on by our fingernails so you can't tell
0: yeah and I think that that's an important realization to acknowledge right that we always have had this in place like all plans have always been fluid and subject to change we're just experiencing that now more than ever so we want to talk about it obviously we're going to relate running and our real life because that's what. We do here at Real Life Runners, but we're going to focus on how this applies to the running and, and what you can do about it during this time, right? Because as a runner, it's important for you that you are running. Like, that's we get so many benefits from running. We get physical benefits, mental, psychological, emotional. Like, being a runner just seeps into every part of our lives, right? Because when we take care of our body, when we take care of our health, it just makes us better people. It helps us to show up better in our life or the people around us. And when we lose that, then there's a lot of, you know, all the, those good ripple effects that are also lost.
1: Yes, the ripple effects. It's a great way of putting it. Like if running is the pebble that gets tossed into the pond if you take that away, you don't get any of the continuous benefits that spread throughout the rest of your mm-hmm. life. You know, if you usually wake up and run in the morning and that puts you in a good mood, it starts off on the right foot. And then you're just a better person throughout the whole day. You know, you've had that day where you wake up, you miss the run in the morning or something comes up and you can't go for the run that morning and you just feel off. Yeah. Well, That's been six months going now. Mm -hmm. Like if the start of this, if a a race got canceled and suddenly you're like, Ooh, the race got canceled. So I guess I'm on that like between race things. There's a lot of people that don't know what to do between races. Their whole training schedule just goes haywire between races
0: or if you've ever been injured right it's the same kind of thing oh, right yeah. like if that's you've a ever one. if you've ever had like the pain or the injury and all of a sudden you can't run because it hurts too much and you need to let your whatever heal you know your leg heal whatever it might be that's bothering you then People like, I, I talk to runners all the time that have this happen. Like, oh, I can't run. So then it's like the rest of my life just looks completely different, right? Yes. I, I stopped planning my meals. I stopped, you know, hydrating. I stopped like doing all these things, right? Because running to a lot of people is that cornerstone habit.
1: Yes, I stopped running. I haven't had a glass of water in the last three weeks. Right. I don't know what's going on.
0: I feel so terrible. It's the weirdest right. thing. Right. But that's the thing is like, and so we need to understand that when we have certain things that do change and these kind of roadblocks or deviations in our path that come along, we need to be able to handle those and not let it completely throw us off.
1: Right. Because, I mean, if we really think about it... All the plans. If you've ever tried to follow a training plan, it's unlikely that you perfectly followed that to the T, especially if it was like a three month long plan. Mm -hmm. Like something came up. Training plans are always going along nice and then something hits. There could be a vacation, a, a small injury, could be a big injury that totally derails things. You could just get sick for a few days. Family comes up work gets more stressful something is going to miss like a day in there mm. how do you come back off of that one because yeah. it's the training plan is never followed to a T. training plans are created in a vacuum but they're executed <laughs> they're executed in real life
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean like you know now at the start of the school year too we also are thinking about our cross-country team
1: oh you yeah know,
0: and our poor cross-country kids like we've been in communication with them and like we're like you guys still need to be running because we don't know what's going to happen and so they're like what to Like, you know, it, that's a hard thing to communicate to a high school kid, you know, <laughs> to a 15-year-old that, like, you know, you still need to be running because there's a chance that we might have a season. And, you know, we've kind of tried to flip it around to help them really adopt this runner mindset, right, the real-life runner mindset that we – preach here on the podcast like we talk to our kids about this on the on the uh, cross country team as well because it's like you know what guys like we don't know if we're gonna have races we don't know if there's gonna be a state championship this year we don't know what's gonna happen but running brings so much other things so many other benefits to your life right and that's why it's important for you to still be out there still be running and training so that if and when these these things do resume and hopefully they will you'll be ready for it
1: right exactly and i mean If they look at what happened, say, last year or the season before, we've got practice that looks like it's going along nice. And Mm. suddenly the thunderstorm rolls in the afternoon, lightning is coming and the trainer comes out and says, coach, lightning's inside of 10 miles. We can't have practice for the next 30 minutes. And then, you know, you pull up the radar and it's like, "Mm, yeah, it's not going to clear in 30 minutes. We've got thunderstorms for the next three hours. Mm. All right, kids, there's not practice today.
0: Right. Or we'll like try to last year we would take them up into like the covered hallways and we would do like strength we workouts do a strength with them. Day that day. Which was fantastic, except when it happened the next day and the next day. And like do you remember last year I think we had like a couple like two week period where practice was almost getting cancelled daily.
1: Right. And then a couple of seasons before that we had the hurricane that blew through. Yeah. Well we can't have practice if school gets cancelled and as soon as we're under tropical storm watch, mm-hmm. school legally gets canceled. Right. Just for safety purposes. And so now we're trying to tell the kids, okay, we can't meet for practice, but it's actually sunny outside, so go run. Mm-hmm. And that's that's tricky to try and convey to high school kids who are like, yeah, but we're not at practice, so I don't have to go run. Hey, no, you don't. And here's the thing, there's not a race coming up. So you don't have to go run to prepare for that next race on your training calendar. The question is, why are you actually running?
0: Yeah. Why do you run in the first place? (laughs) Why are you even a part of this team?
1: Right. And I mean, that happens with everybody. It's not just our Crest Country kids. It's literally everybody. It's, it's you guys listening right now. If there's not a race in your, on your calendar and you're like, well, so what, what am I supposed to do? Why, why would I go out the door? it's the other benefits that you're getting out of this Mm -hmm. think about it and realize what are all those other huge benefits you know we have a lot of people on our uh, the real life runners training team and they've all got plans and they all do as best as they possibly can to follow them Mm -hmm. but I can see them shifting them sometimes they ask us all right I can't make this happen. What's the best way to rearrange these things? And we help them try and rearrange their schedule, give right. some guidance because week in and week out, it's not going to look the same. Mm-hmm. We got nurses, their mm-hmm. work schedule is all over the place. Like, well, I can't really run based off my work shift. So I can't run on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday this week. Right. But then the next week I can't run on Monday or friday or saturday
0: yeah like huh yeah
1: how okay this is this is how we're gonna make that work
0: yeah exactly and that's the benefit of having a plan and also having coaches to guide you and i feel like this might be a good place to plug the training <laughs> team right i mean i, I kind of forgot to do what we should have done at the beginning of the episode but you know if if this is something like we, we have a program called the real life runners training team it's open for enrollment this week we only open Um, for a couple of days every month um, not not even every month we open a couple of days every month or a couple of months um, and we're open for enrollment this week we're closing the doors on Thursday the day this episode comes out so Thursday August 20th is the last day to enroll in this current enrollment period Um, and it's You know, when you join the training team, that's what you have access to. You know, you have access to coaches and training plans and a team of other runners there to support you along your journey. Um, So, you know, if you want to run faster, run longer, achieve your goals and do all of that without pain, the Real Life Runners Training Team is waiting for you because um, that the The system that we have in place, the team, the coaching, I'm a doctor of physical therapy so I can help coach you through those injuries, those aches and pains before they become injuries. You know, those are all the benefits that you'll receive as a member of the training team. So if it's something that sounds like it's interesting to you, go check out more information at RLRTA.com. Excellent work. Thank you. That
1: was really nice. Yeah,
0: nothing like a commercial on the fly there. That
1: was really smooth. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the idea here is when you've got a training plan, you can't be so rigid in it. You can't be so locked into your plan that you then ignore every other aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this, I mean kind of to go back into what you're saying about the training plans inside of our, our training team is it helps incorporate other aspects. People are like, Oh, well I know I should run, but I should also do strength training. And I've heard about like mobility and how do I stretch and when do I fit that in? Yeah, Like all these are the best way
0: to stretch. Right.
1: All those are kind of built into the plans. But when I'm saying other aspects of your life, I mean like life, like sleep, And making sure that you're eating appropriately, Mm -hmm. interacting with your family, like not just living this, you know, totally solo existence because you have to make, because the schedule said six miles today. So I have to get six miles. I don't care if it's my kid's dance recital. No, rework it and get to your kid's dance recital. You know, like
0: if that's something that's important to you,
1: right? If that's something that's important, you've got to make sure that all aspects of your life are nurtured. You can't just completely ignore one. You can put an emphasis on on one. You like to refer to the, the seasons of your life mm-hmm. where there's times where there's a little bit more emphasis in one area or the right. other, but you never fully neglect an area because then it's hard to really bring that one back.
0: Absolutely. you know, And we all have these seasons of our life where we have to shift our focus, our emphasis. And, and that's where a lot of us have found ourselves in recent months, right? And that's what also makes it so difficult because we have to shift our focus and we have to figure out this brand new way of living with no blueprint, no handbook, nothing to guide us, you know, from the past or anything like that. This is completely brand new to all of us. And so we don't have that plan. And like so many people just want a plan. Like I can't tell you how many people have said to me, well, just tell me what to do. Like, you know, we're talking about schools going back, whether or not it was going to be virtual or in person. And they're like, I just want them to make the decision and don't give me an option. Just tell me what I need to do. Because that just takes the pressure off in it's a lot of ways, off. right?
1: And then you automatically have the built-in excuse that it's not my fault if things don't go well. Right. People don't want to be responsible for it right now. Oh, in so many different ways, people are just like, I don't want to make this decision. Part of that is decision fatigue because we're all out of our normal routines. So we're making constant conscious decisions all day long. Yeah. Like I saw a joke the other day that like the most important decision every single day seems to be dinner because we start discussing it at 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) What are we going to do for dinner? When are we having dinner? Is dinner (laughs) ready? Should we start dinner? Is it dinner prepping? Can we make dinner together? Should we do dinner? Like, oh my God, it's 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's going to be okay. But it's this like out of out of our normal rhythm existence, maybe we've now created this nice new rhythm over the last few months. haha it's school's time, so now we've got a new rhythm that we need to jump into and yeah. figure out how that's going to work also
0: right exactly and so you know even as, as well I shouldn't say, even though I should say especially in the times that we do feel ourselves kind of floundering, this is what makes plans and goals so important, you know, even in this time of of COVID and pandemic and no races on the calendar and who knows when races are going to resume, it's still important for you to have plans and goals for both your life and your running. And just understand that all of it is fluid and subject to change. Fluid and
1: subject to change.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's like kind of the theme, right? That's
1: the phrase that pays. (laughs) The
0: phrase that pays. But it's, it's true. But You know, it's still important to have a plan. And I know so many people that have just kind of abandoned all of their plans um, at this time. And they are... Lost, Like, literally, they're lost. And they're like, well, I haven't been running as much. And I I totally just, you know, I I fell off my plan and because I don't know what plan I should be on. Or maybe they just said, well, I don't need to be on this plan because there is no race at the end. So they're just not on a plan. So then they're like, well, I can just kind of do whatever I want. But then doing whatever I want then becomes sleeping in and not getting up for the run. And then it's like this um domino effect.
1: Right, cuz if you've been on a plane, you've got a race coming say you've got like a half marathon. You know that weekend run is going to build its mileage up, and you know that you can't just keep skipping the long run every weekend cuz the race is not going to go well. Yeah. You got a 5k coming, there's going to be speed work, once, maybe twice during the week, and you got to hit those speed days. If you don't have a goal out there in the future, and you're like, yeah, I feel like today's another day where I should just take a me day and really be kind to my body because... I'm kind of sore from that workout I did like three weeks ago. No, you're not. You're just pretending that you're sore. You don't want to go out and do a hard run, but you know you're gonna feel better afterwards. And Maybe you're
0: is... sore because you spent too much time in bed and on the couch watching Netflix.
1: <laughs> Shut the Netflix down and go run for a little bit.
0: I mean, I get sore when I don't do a lot. Like those are some of the days that my body hurts the worst. Is when I'm lazy all day long. Like if I don't move a lot, like I my body just feels off. It feels stiff, and then like. Like, I don't sleep well at night.
1: Yeah, and then that blends over to, like, your mind also.
0: And you not sleeping well at night either because I'm flip-flopping around. Well, yes.
1: <laughs> That's how it affects me. If, you, yeah. if your step total on the day is, like, two to 3,000, I don't get sleep that night because you are all over the place. Yeah. But you also, you just start getting a little more short as the, as the day goes on because you haven't moved.
0: I'm already short enough.
1: I mean with other people around you (laughs) not in stature
0: (laughs) i definitely feel shorter as our daughter keeps getting taller and taller taller. maybe i'm just shrinking she's not actually growing (laughs) (laughs) but yes okay so these plans and goals are still important right even without a race like don't just like do things for the sake of doing things and and like kevin said like that's what leads to just kind of neglecting those speed days and whatnot like I'm on a training plan right now and I wasn't at the beginning I wasn't I I I didn't have a race on the calendar and I was just like oh this is good I can kind of just run for fun and I was still mixing some speed work in and, and, and all that stuff but I just found it very like it was too easy to just like skip something or change it up and that is good every now and then for sure like it is important to have some non-structured time
1: it's really good to have those in like a month, maybe a couple of months of that a phase. If you've, if you just had like a really intense build-up for a really long distance race, you could even go like a full three month period where it's just a lot more flexible in your training, Yeah. but you still have some structure to it. Like there's still a plan. It's just not like as rigid and it's, it's a lot more, easy to be flexible with that plan and be like, oh, I missed that speed day. It's going to be okay. Just hit the speed the next week and it's going to be fine. You know, oh, I really couldn't get my long run in. So instead of 10, I just did six. Okay, great. That's still going to be fine. If you're in this like nebulous phase, if you're still in that floating phase of, eh, I'm kind of doing this sort of when I feel like it and it's going on six months, Now you might be like, ah, if I look at my running, I'm not sure if I'm actually improving. You're probably not because you're not really following a plan, at least not to the level that you used to. Like, yes, always subject to change. Things are always coming up. Pre-COVID, things were still coming up. There's still illness. There's still family. There's still stuff. But you probably missed a day here and a day there. How many times in this world is it sort of like, mm, yeah, I just sort of let that week slip by. Yeah. I know I did when we went to Georgia. Yeah. Poof, week just slipped by.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that can happen. And that's why it's important to have your goals clear to you like being clear on what you want to accomplish with your running that should be clear to you because like Kevin said if you just run because you like to go out and run and you're not really trying to improve then that's fine and and it's totally fine to have this nebulous floating whatever and you kind of just do what you want to do on the days that you feel like if that's what running is to you and you know what I had a really stressful day I'm going to go out and run hard today or you know I'm just going to go out and run easy because that's what I want to do and if that's what running is to you then that's fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. And, and that's, you know, this is what takes us to our next point of understanding your why for running like that deeper why that deeper motivation, because that is what provides that lighthouse to guide us, you know, so if your goal is just to kind of run whenever, then fine, great. Running is serving a purpose in your life, okay? Maybe it's just the stress relief that you need. Fantastic. But if your goal is to improve your running, if it's to be able to run longer, if it's to try to run a race distance that you've never run before, or you're trying to get faster and run that race distance faster than you ever have before you can't just float around the entire time like you need to have some sort of specific goal and you need to have a structure the the question the big question mark for all of us right now is when will that happen you know and i think that this is what is stalling a lot of people out because they don't have an end point, right? Like you're like, okay, I I need a 12 week training plan. And the race date is October 10th. And so I will start 12 weeks before that. But now we don't know when that race date is. So this just leaves people in kind of this limbo land.
1: Right. And so that's when you really need to dig into that why and be like, okay, so this is why I run. And so with that as my, as my foundation, with that as the lighthouse, what do I want to do, say, Two months from now, three months from now, if I could jump ahead to being that far in the future and look back, what would I be satisfied with the last two or three months looking like? Mm -hmm. You know, this is... What I want to get out of running. You know, I personally, I run to try and see how I can push myself, whether that's faster or farther. I run to push limits. So looking three months ahead, where do I want to be three months ahead with that as sort of my my anchor, my, my beacon of like, all right pushing my limits. What could I get to three months out? Mm -hmm. And now that I've got that established, okay, now go backwards. What do I have to do to get to that point? And that's where the plan comes from. Mm -hmm. I need to do these things so I can get to that goal because that goal will be satisfying. And that goal used to have races in it. That goal used to involve pinning a number to my chest, but it doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. Like you can have a completely satisfying goal that does not involve pinning a number to your chest. Especially if you're like, oh, I want to run farther than I've ever done. A lot of people put that and they're like, oh, so that means I need to race a marathon. No, it doesn't maybe 20 miles is the furthest, like you've never run that before. You can totally go run 20 miles. You don't need to endure the pain of the extra 6.2 to gain satisfaction. If your goal was, I want to run farther than I've ever, how satisfied would you be knowing on your own that you were able to get yourself 20 miles? Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing.
0: It is pretty amazing. And and if that marathon distance does mean something to you then fantastic like but again you don't have to be in a race in order to run 26.2 miles you can still decide on a date like and say you know what I wanted it to be this race and it's that race no longer exists but I'm still going to choose to pick a date and I'm going to train as if I'm going to race on that date and I'm going to go out and I'm going to run that race distance and you know if if a PR is your goal or a PB a personal best that might be harder to come by if you're outside of a race environment it's totally possible you know nothing's nothing's impossible but the race environment the excitement the crowds like all of that that does tend to To kind of make it a little bit easier to achieve those faster times in a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast with Sarah Hall was talking. So Sarah Hall is now coached by her husband Ryan Hall, and she goes, "Yeah, I thrive off of the race environment." If this happened while Ryan was still racing, I feel fully confident that he could go out, by a race, and right at the start of the race, just at the starting line, if they said, actually, there will be no competitors in this race. It's just going to be you. And we've asked everybody to leave the sidelines. You just have to run the next 26.2 miles as fast as you can. He'd come within a minute of his personal best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there are some people that can do that. You know, there are some people that just ha- can push themselves to levels without that external motivation. And other people thrive more on that external motivation. And
1: there's other people that thrive in the external and are running personal bests on treadmills. Mm-hmm. They're like That's true too. world record treadmill things going down oh yeah like people are knocking these things out because you just get on a treadmill set it and forget it and Mm -hmm. poof off you go suddenly you're I mean they're all ties because the treadmills only go so fast so it's like a tie for the treadmill marathon Mm -hmm. world record
0: yeah like you said you told me about one of them and I was like do treadmills even go that fast and you're like the really high-end ones do." and I didn't even know that some of them went that fast yeah
1: some of them will get really cranking. but I think there was a guy in Arizona who set the Um, 100-hour treadmill world record. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. 100 hours straight? Or
1: maybe it was 24. It was some absurd amount. But he had multiple treadmills because... the The treadmill
0: burned out. Exactly. The treadmill burned out. So he
1: has to shift from one treadmill to the other. So the the motor can kind of cool down.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) He
1: doesn't cool down, but the treadmill does.
0: That's crazy. So, but you know, finding, finding that deeply motivated, why like getting to those core values, that's going to help you kind of figure out what a satisfying goal could be for you right now. So think about it, you know, just take, A couple of seconds take a couple of minutes write yourself a note right now if you are uh, able to write if you're not out running or out you know driving no obviously don't write anything down if you're driving um but make you know set set aside some time to actually think about like what is it that I actually want to accomplish like if you had a race in mind why do you want to run a half marathon why do you want to run a full marathon and okay so say that you wanted to run that half marathon it was going to be the first time you've ever done it what would it be like to do that without a race? Like, in a lot of ways, I think that's even cooler, right? Because you're doing it by yourself. Like, you don't have the motivation, you don't have all of the other things there. You're just deciding to do it and sticking to it and doing it like that's awesome
1: yeah you don't have all the support along the way there's not going to be like six different bands set up along the course Mm -hmm. the uh, last race i don't know one of the last races rerun they're like music all along the course i saw one there was like one guy playing a guitar along the course like Some Sometimes being out in front does not have all of the perks because uh, people aren't set up quite they yet. They
0: haven't set up yet. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, at Key West. It
1: was Key West. Yeah, it was Key
0: West. And so was the, like, you, uh, you like ran by and they were still setting stuff up. I ran up. by.
1: There was a guy like opening up the back of a truck. I could see all the equipment inside, but yeah. they had not set up yet. It was like Space Coast several years before that mm-hmm. where they, uh, they hadn't set up their gel stations yet. I yeah. could see the boxes sitting there, but no one was there to pass them out.
0: Oh, that's not a good thing. So, you know, there is there's there are a lot of ways that you can reach this goal right but again fluid and subject to change like you have to just decide what success means because your success is inevitable like it's going to happen even if it doesn't happen this time around if you train for it and you say say your goal is to to run the half and you're also trying to get it under a certain time and you run it and you don't hit that time this time around. It doesn't mean that that time is not possible. It just means you didn't get it this exact day.
1: Right. So the the plan that you're following, that's one way of getting to the end result. There could be bumps along the way. In fact, there's almost assuredly going to be some bumps along the way. And sometimes deviating from the path, you find a shortcut. Mm -hmm. And sometimes deviating from the path means, oh, that's going to take a little bit of a longer route for me to get there. Mm -hmm. But it's rare that you're going to exactly follow the path that you thought you were going to follow when you first started out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you know, just because you've made it to the end, that doesn't mean that your running journey's done. Like if you said, All right, half marathon, PR, and you did it. You went out solo. You woke up, you maybe you got out the night before, you set out your own personal aid stations, you're good, you're rocking it, you got a pacer on a bike out in front of you and you crush it. Is that meaning that you do- you won at running? Yeah. Now you're done. You don't now have to done. run ever again. Yeah, no. That's not how that works. Right.
0: That's not what most runners would ever do, right? Because as a runner, once you hit that milestone, you keep looking forward, and you're like, "Okay, what next? What next? Right? That's that's the eternal question that is never fully answered as a runner. I feel.
1: Yeah, yeah. What next? Right. And, you know, when uh, Kipchoge was going after two hours, and then he hit it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not like he quit.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: he yeah. went. He he's went, still training. He went back to training camp because right. you know, in his mind, now he's got to be thinking, "Well, I've never done it in a race before, mm-hmm. and." you know breaking 2 is a is a f- obviously phenomenal accomplishment but was that as enjoyable to him as Competing directly against other people.
0: I think it was pretty darn enjoyable. How, did you see the, the look on his face when I he know. crossed the line? Because so much of that was the team that led him there. Yes, you know. And if you if you watch any of the interviews with him after the race, um, that's so much of what he talks about. You know, it's just the thankful, like how thankful he was to the team of all of those people that were there supporting him, and you know, that ran different phases of the race with him. Like he was like he didn't take the full, um, what's the Credit? word? Credit for that. Yeah, it was like, this was a team effort. Like, it, yeah. I couldn't have done this without the way that this was all set up.
1: I mean, they literally had, like, to go, uh, what's the movie? The Flying V... Mighty Ducks. Mighty the Mighty Ducks, Ducks flying yes. V in front of him and the lasers on the ground. And then there was a separate guy right behind him to break the draft behind. I don't even know how the aerodynamics worked off of that one. But, <laughs> like, there were so many pacers and they changed out throughout. So, like, it doesn't technically count as a world record, but still unbelievable. But if you're ever looking for inspiration on running, search YouTube and find any any interview with Kipchoge. Yeah. Like, he's, he's well-spoken and just so calm in his demeanor and so inspiring in what he does. Yeah,
0: he's fantastic. So, you know, that's that's the thing, right? Like, we're going to have bumps, we're going to have path deviations, but even when we reach the end, the quote-unquote end, like, then you're still asking what's next, right? And so that's the important thing. is like, we need to have a plan to start to get us to these places because, but we also have to understand that the plan is just one phase of the journey. Like, it's usually most people don't have the entire full picture of their running journey they kind of have ideas you know can kind of get blurry you kind of know like hey this is kind of what I want to do but things always change like you know for for me when I was first starting out on my running journey I was like I'm never running a marathon forget that you know like 5k at best 5k at best you know and I was like I did the 5k and I then I like wanted to oh yeah but okay I I need to break 30 minutes you know and and then I wanted to (laughs) see how fast I could get after that, you know? And then it's like, oh, well, maybe I could make maybe I could do that after all and and then, you know, maybe I can run a little bit longer than a 5K. Like, right, there's all these like little seeds that get planted um when you start checking the boxes. Once you start achieving those goals, once you start, you know, pushing yourself and accomplishing these things, you start to get these other little seeds that are planted and you're like, okay, well, maybe I could do that. Like maybe I will do that and you might not have a timeline on it, but, you know, it's it's coming. But it's
1: a little thing, and it start, it's starting to grow inside of your brain. Yeah. All right, so one of the other things as school gets rolling and we're talking about planned deviations that occurred to me is, oh, yeah, it's also hurricane season. I think when I wrote this outline, there were, uh, like, I don't know, six storms lined up to all come crashing into us.
0: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I don't pay attention. There might have been
1: two. I, there were definitely two. Um, but they were all aiming towards us. It's like, oh, that's right. That also throws off training plans and especially our cross-country kids and stuff like that because sometimes the hurricanes come blowing through and then we're out of school for like a week. So one of the ways in in our life we need to act like the things that make it through hurricanes that make it through these crazy storms. So I had this thought of what you need to sort of live like the tree that's able to still be standing after the hurricane blew through. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they've got some, some interesting, um, phenomenon, characteristics about them. Okay. They're very deep rooted. Like the shallow rooted trees get knocked right over. So if you want to live through crazy timeline and all sorts of deviations and subject to change and you're not quite exactly sure, you have a plan but you're not quite sure, you still need to be deep rooted. And that's why we say that knowing your why is super important. Understanding your deep values, why it is that you run in the first place, it helps you make decisions that seem difficult, that when you're like, no, 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 I really understand why I do this. It makes the decisions not quite as difficult. They may seem difficult. Other people be like, oh man, that's such a hard choice. You're like, no, because I really know why I'm doing this. Mm. You know? So when you really understand your values, it makes decisions easier and it makes them a stronger decision that you're able to make with conviction.
0: Yeah. I mean, that happened to me at Target this week. You know, like I was I told you. I just Yes, is a good story. I told you the story just earlier today. Like I went to Target this week. We actually went into the store to get our school supplies, you know, because I love school supply shopping and the girls love it too. You know, you get to pick out like your things, and you know, obviously, we were all masked up. We went early in the day, there was like nobody there, which Did was fantastic. Your school supplies,
1: including seven different colored
0: masks. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> we could also get toilet paper now because it was back in stock. Woohoo! Yes. So, party. We went to the self checkout. We, you know, we were checking ourselves out. We pushed the cart out to the car, and I start unloading the car, and I see the toilet paper, and it's under the cart. And I realized that I hadn't paid for it. (gasps) Gasp. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, like, I thought to myself there, I was like, oh, crap, now I have to go back in the store. But, like, that was my first thought. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I got away with something. Like, you know, because to me, one of my deep-rooted values is integrity. And part of integrity is being, you know, being able to look myself in the mirror and say that I am the person that I believe myself to be. And that is an honest person. That is a person of integrity. And so I said, Ugh, come on, girls, we got to go back in the store. And they're like, "Why do we have to go back?" And I'm like, "Because I forgot to pay for the toilet paper." And they're like, "Oh, okay, fine." And so like, and they didn't even argue, which was fantastic. I was so happy about that. You know, but it was one of those things where like, I totally could have gotten away with it. Like no one knew about the toilet paper except me. Like I'm the only person that realized it. The girls didn't even know. So it's not like they would look at me badly um nobody in the store knew like even the guy that was standing right there the target employee watching yep. me check out at the self-check like he didn't even catch it he you was know? just concerned
1: you still had your mask on
0: right exactly and so he was just waiting to wipe everything down when we <laughs> left you know so but so I went back in and the guy kind of looks at me like we walked in with the stuff right over to the checkout line and I was like I'm sorry I forgot to pay for this toilet paper um so we just need to check out real quick and he was like oh he's like thank you so much for coming back in. I'm like, of course, like, this is the right thing to do. And like, I, part of me, like I, my first reaction was, dang it, I have to go back in. And the, the second part of me was like, well, and then I'm like, no, you know, but it, it so it does, it's still a choice, right? Like it, it's yes. like, it's an easy choice in a way because I know what I need to do because if I am a person of integrity, that is what I need to do. Um, but it still is a pain in the butt. Yes. <laughs> you know, like you're still choosing the harder thing because the now, now instead of just getting in the air-conditioned car and going home. And taking now, your
1: mask off. Right.
0: Now I have to go back into the store and deal with the whole thing and, you know.
1: Well, yeah, it's like mile repeats. Like they're really, really good for your training plan. But, oh my word, if you've got four times a mile on the training plan, you know that number three is going to be brutal and that it's not over when you finish that one. Yeah,
0: then there's still that number four (laughs) coming after you, right?
1: So, I mean, it's... But if you know, if one of your values is I push through difficult things, like mm-hmm. if that's, I, I want to test my limits, then that workout is part of the training plan. Yeah. Like that's, that's why it's there. So you, you have a few key values, not 700 key values. This is like the very wide rooted trees. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of them down here and you see them and the hurricane comes through and like a person that values like 30 or 40 different super, wide, you know, these are all my core core values it's like the tree that has like the 40 foot wide root system the wind comes it knocks the tree over and it rips up everything sidewalks are flying all over it ripped up the tree next to it because when you value everything all it does is create confusion like it doesn't actually create this this clarity and security and strong decisions because you're not sure what's actually the most important because you've said everything is important.
0: That's such a good metaphor. Thank you. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good. And you know and it, and it's so true, right? Because like you'll, you we've all seen those trees like on their side with like massive like 30 foot roots sticking mm-hmm. up in the air, right? And they just destroy so much around them because they were there was just too much too much of too much roots not enough depth right that actually could hold them in place so other than being deep rooted right the trees that can withstand a hurricane are also flexible right so this is the same with us when conditions push us out of our plan we can't panic right we 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 still have to be flexible the tree that is deep rooted is strong but it also can't be so rigid that it can't bend a little um with the wind right like when when that those winds come through those branches need to be able to bend. If they're too rigid, they're just going to snap.
1: Right. And that's what happens. Like the the tree themselves, sometimes they lose parts. Like we've got uh, one of the trees in our backyard, the mango tree in our backyard. There are outer branches of that that when the big strong winds blow through, those branches come down. The tree doesn't. The branches go flying, Mm -hmm. like the smaller branches come off of that. That's usually what happens. This is like when you got a running plane, you're like, oh, okay, well, I didn't get that part in and I didn't get that part in. That doesn't mean the whole plan crumbles. That doesn't mean that you have to shelve the entire thing, that it doesn't work. I'm a failure. I can't handle the plan. No, it means that, well, that little part came off and that little part came off and you're going to still have most of the plan. You can get most of it in. You just follow the plan as best as you can. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, oh, I missed this Tuesday. I guess I'm done. Uh, (laughs) No, no more race for me. So therefore I'm just going to quit running. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Like you can miss little pieces and still have the flexibility. Maybe you're like, oh, well, I actually didn't miss that piece because I'm going to move it to later in the week. And then I'm just going to miss that other thing later in the week, or I'll find time to get both of those things in. There's flexibility with
0: the plans Right. And then, like those deep rooted trees that can withstand a hurricane, they also need to be resilient. And so do we, right? Because with a tree that comes through, like for example, our mango tree in the backyard, we had a storm a couple years ago that just blew through here and part of the roots kind of uprooted, right? So the the tree is, is now slightly leaning. Um, it didn't fall over completely, because thank goodness it has deep enough roots that it yes. still stayed there. Um, it was flexible enough, but it's also resilient. So it's slightly leaning. And we took a little bit longer to try to fix it, like, you know, to hire somebody to come take care of it. And by the time someone came out, they're like, well, I can't, like, upright it because there's already, it's already grown new roots, right? And so this tree is also resilient because it's also grown new roots to try to make up for the loss of stability on the one side. So it's grown this whole new root system on the, on the upended side, To help stabilize it.
1: Yeah, and those roots aren't growing out. They're growing down. Yeah. Like, you can see the root that got sort of bent. And it's sort of above the ground. And then everything else coming out of that thing is literally just pointing straight down. down. Yeah. Because we had to kind of fix some of the uh, um, sprinkler piping around that area. Mm. And I'm looking at the roots coming out of this thing. They all just point directly down. Yeah. They're not fanning out at all. They're just trying to provide more security by making more depth. Right. So... The trees that lean a little bit that allows the wind to blow through, they're good. They're not the trees that are shallow rooted that just suddenly that's a tree blowing down the street. They're strong enough that they can hold up to wind, but they're not this like solid wall that says, no, 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 I have to stand completely rigid because that blows. Like, yeah. you know, uh, one of the, the images that come to mind on this one is. I don't know where this one came to, but when I, I was writing this out, I remember the uh, the scene in Jurassic Park when the T Rex is first chasing them, mm-hmm. and there's the lawyer that runs into the outhouse, yeah. and the T Rex like comes over and just like like eats roars him. before he eats oh. him, off of the toilet, which is the funniest thing, because yeah. um, he's just clutched in there um but before that he just roars at the outhouse and the little plastic outhouse just goes flying away Mm. and it's just the poor guy sitting there now like you can't be that there needs to be some sturdiness to it the problem is is that there was no flexibility in that it was either standing or flying so it tried to be resilient but it didn't have the roots and just poof off it went Mm. so you need this combination of i'm gonna hold to this plan but not so strong that everything falls apart if if I, I lose a piece here or there. It's the combination of flexible and resilience. Yeah,
0: but I, I the resilient part is also understanding those other things that can form new roots for you too. Like so, if you are finding that maybe you know you are missing like the speed days, okay. Well, what about your strength training? You know, like can that be a, a new route that you're trying to? Um, kind of promote right now, you know, or your recovery or, or your nutrition, like these are all parts of the plan that can help with the resiliency of all of it, right? So if you're falling off the plan a bit, like, okay, why am I falling off right now? Oh, because I'm exhausted. Okay, well, now I need to like lean on this route a little bit my sleep and recovery route and then that once I kind of nurture that a little bit then I can get back to these other parts so yes it's deep-rooted it's flexible and it's also able to adapt to whatever's going on around it
1: right and oh you're gonna like this one don't carry extra baggage Some of the trees that fall over have so many branches that the wind can't blow through them. Mm. So you can't carry extra stuff with you on a proper running plan. There's already enough stuff on your running plan. You don't need to be also trying to figure out where you're going to bring in self-doubt. (laughs) <laughs> like, also, I'd like to schedule some substantial self-doubt for Tuesday afternoon. I feel like that's really going to help me throughout most of the plan. No, it's not. You need to get rid of the doubt. You need to, need to get rid of the judgment of others and yourself and follow the plan. Like, the uh, the excess branches falling off of a tree when the wind blows.
0: Right, but you all, even if you have a hard time getting rid of it, like, that is obviously the ideal but at a minimum you need to have strategies to address it right you Excellent. need to have those things because yeah it's it sounds great like i'm just going to get rid of my self doubt but if you are a person <laughs> if you are a per- i was going to say if you are a person who blah 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 but really if you are a person i think i can end the sentence there like if well you done. if you are a person you are going to have self-doubt right especially around running am I doing the right thing am I following the right plan did I hit that workout well like there's going to it's going to come up and so you need to have the tools in your tool bag to address those concerns and reassure yourself like you know no, yes this is the right plan like I have coaches that know what they're doing, that created this plan, I'm following this plan, this is going to work, right? Like when you have that kind of confidence in what you're doing, that will help to address the self-doubt. When you know that you have a team at your back, when, when you're starting to feel down, I and mean, we see this... You know, on our team, like there are days we all have good days. We all have bad days. We all have great runs. We all have really crappy runs. Like if you are a runner, it's going to happen, right? Like you need the crappy runs so that the good runs are... So you can
1: appreciate them?
0: Yeah, so you can appreciate them. They're more memorable, right?
1: It'd be neat if you could plan them out. Like this week, I had a good run unexpectedly. Like I did not think a run was going to go well because I had it in the middle of the afternoon. It was like 7,000 degrees outside and it went really well. Mm. And then my run the next day when it was cooler, weather, it was the morning, went awful. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was tired from the night before. I just felt just off yeah. through the run. It's like, how did th- those are backwards. That doesn't
0: even make sense. <laughs> right. But those things are going to happen. But when you are a real life runner when you take on this identity and you realize that you're following this plan a plan that works a proven plan not just something that you made up and kind of put together piecemealed from like this free thing and this blog that you wrote you know that you read and and that thing and this thing and you kind of try to piecemeal it all together and you hope it works like but you're actually following a plan a proven plan that has a lot of thought into it then you can fall back on that and you can say you know what like yeah, maybe I'm doubting it because today is not such a great day. Like, you know, I had a crappy run, but I know that if I continue on this journey, I will, I will get to my destination.
1: Excellent. Which brings us, I think, to sort of the, the wrap up, which I've got in three words and it's, it's more complicated than it sounds. Okay. The phrase is do your best. But that's actually a lot more of a complicated phrase than it sounds. And this is not just like a, oh, put it on Instagram, do your best, and then we'll all share that out because it sounds remarkably inspiring, but really actually think about it. Okay. Do your best. Do. You have to actually get up and do something. Like do is a, it's an action word. It's not sit there and think about being your best. It's actually get up and put some action into your life. Mm. Do something. Okay. Okay. So that that's one. Um, your, your,
0: this one's pretty, pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah, it's personal to you, right? It's your best. It's not, you know, based off of uh, you know what you saw on an Instagram feed. It's not which filter can I put on before I post this so that it looks like my best, so that it compares to anybody else. It's your best. It gets rid of the comparison. It gets rid of your own judgment. It gets rid of all of that. So into action, personal to yourself, and best. Best is tricky because this one is, it's very much connected to the your. It's your best. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. What would be satisfying to you? Because that's what your best would be. Like how satisfied of a life would you have if you are living and doing your best actions, Okay, And then when you know what those actions are, and it takes takes some time to figure out what best is, like sit down and really reflect on that. And once you figure out what best is, that's going to tie into your core values. And then you know where you're at. You know the actions that you need to take because you went through and figured out what best meant to you. And so now you know what to do.
0: Exactly. So I think that it's important, you know, as we wrap this up to to acknowledge that, that you do know what your best is and it's in there somewhere you might it might not be conscious yet but if you actually take some time to sit and reflect like why are you a runner why do you run what do you want to accomplish so that that will help to guide you so that you know what to do right now and you don't need to be in this limbo state anymore like yes we don't know when races are going to happen but you don't need a race on the calendar to continue to challenge yourself to continue to push yourself and if you're telling yourself that then you're just telling yourself a story that doesn't need to be true that's not a truth a race is not the only reason that you can push yourself like I hear people people say that, well, I I can't really, you know, do it if I I don't have a race. Like, yes, you can. You're just choosing not to. So you can make a different choice. You can take a different path. Like you can make the choice. It might not be the easiest choice. It might not be the one that you default to, but you can make that choice. And it is a possibility. Uh, People
1: have PRs with asterisks all the time. I've talked to many women who have pre-child PRs Mm -hmm. and post-child PRs. You want to have a variety of PRs? You'd have a PR from your races and you could have non-race PRs. You could have, you know, solo PR efforts. I saw someone post inside of our tribe the other day that they had uh, like training run half marathon PR. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, name it whatever you want, whatever helps inspire you to get out and go for something to put a goal out there that it's going to be okay because you made the goal, mm-hmm. like you decided what the goal would be. And so now you're going to chase after that. It might not be your all time PR, but it's probably gonna be the fastest you've ever run that outside of a race setting. And that's a pretty impressive accomplishment on, it, on its own.
0: Totally. So we want to challenge you guys, you know, we want to challenge you to take some time and think about this and then choose a goal choose what is going to be something that's going to motivate you right now, okay? If you don't have a race, find something else because that is an option. Stop making excuses. Stop telling yourself that you can't run without a race. Like, it's just a lie, okay? Choose (laughs) something that you want to work towards and make a plan to get there. And if you need help with your plan, that's what we're here for. You know, we love helping runners to break down their barriers and to achieve their goals. And that's what we do on our real life runners training team. So again, I'm not going to make a whole thing for it, but if you want to break down your barriers, if you want coaches to guide you, if you want proven plans with a proven system that works to join a team of other runners that are supporting each other and lifting each other up, we have weekly coaching calls. We have all sorts of amazing things to help you reach whatever it is that you want to reach in your running because it's your journey it's personal to you we can just help you get there we can help guide you along that path because we've done it for ourselves and we've done it with hundreds of runners in the past okay so if you're interested in our our real life runners training team head to realliferunners.com right there first thing on the home page that you see just click the button that says join the training team and that will take you so realliferunners.com just click on that button join the team and that will lead you to the page to. To sign up.
1: Excellent. And before you wrap this up, I just want to put a small little shout out of a thank you to my principal for last week using the phrase fluid and subject to change about 700 times and inspiring <laughs> this wonderful episode.
0: Yes. And shout out to his wife, who is one of our training team members. So... As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love spending this time with you. Um, If you haven't left us a review yet, please go to iTunes and leave us a review that will help more people to find the show so that we can help inspire more people to get out there and run, achieve their goals, and challenge themselves in ways to prove things to themselves that they might not have thought possible before. So thank you guys for joining us. This has been The Real Life Runners, episode number 154. Now get out there and run your life.